I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. It's my 52nd episode. To think a year ago today, we were in lockdown, wondering how many weeks we were going to be living like this. I remember watching the news every day, waiting to see when we were going to be free again. The girls were in their rooms doing school on Zoom. Richard was the forager, getting groceries and peeling his clothes off in the garage and sanitizing everything we touched. And I was trying to figure out how to make a podcast and making three meals a day for everyone. It seems like a blur, but we did it. Well, those weeks turned into months and those months turned into a year. Now, looking back at that year and reflecting on the lessons that I learned and that we learned as a family and where we are today is a level above where we were a year ago with so much more growth and gratitude for life. I pray that each of you listening can look back at this year and think of each lesson as a blessing. And remember, life is here to teach us lessons so we can learn and grow each day. Always learn to be the victor and in, in any situation rather than the victim. Look at every adversity as a gift and something you needed to get where you want to go. I'm all about surrender and not having to be fixated on the outcome or how it will be, how it will show up. If I could leave you all with those words to soak in before we get on to our guest today, I think they are key to living a life with ease and grace and not letting the what you may think are obstacles stop you. And remember, there are only lessons to create the life you are meant to be living. So on to today's episode, I am joined by Lisa Tahir, who reached out to me to be a guest on the show. It's been so interesting learning about Lisa's journey and this book she has written called The Chiron Effect. What is Chiron? I know you are all thinking that right now because I did and had never heard of Chiron before. It is so fascinating how she found out about it and the path that led her to write this incredible book. This episode will open up a new door for you to venture down so you can dive even deeper into an understanding of who you are at a much more in-depth level. After reading her book, I know this interview will be so interesting, and we will all learn so much about something that affects us all and we weren't even aware of. A little bit of Lisa's background before we get started. Lisa Tahir is a licensed licensed clinical social worker. She is a certified EMDR level one and is also certified in Reiki. She is a level two in Reiki and is a thought coach through the Institute for Transformational Thinking. She is the host of the weekly podcast, All Things Therapy on LA Talk Radio. 
And since 2016, she lives in both Los Angeles and New Orleans and is the author of the book we are going to dive deep into today called The Chiron Effect, a book about healing our core wounds through astrology, empathy, and self-forgiveness. So welcome, Lisa Tahir, to the show. Ashley, welcome, thank Lisa. you so much for having me on your show the magic. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Well, I mean, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're used to being the podcast host and being the interviewer. It's fun to be interviewed. You're coming from New Orleans. And I was telling you before we hit record that your publicist came to me and I was reading about you and now having the podcast a year in and getting these emails. And when I started reading you and reading about you and learning and I go deep in it and I listen to your podcast, I listen to all the interviews, I got your book. I'm trying to learn about this Chiron effect and it's just so fascinating, but I was just going deeper and deeper this morning and I was like, oh, no wonder she's here with me today. We're like sisters. We think alike. She has all the same books and the mindset, the law of attraction, the Abraham Hicks, all the things. I'm like, oh, yes. And this. so anyway, I'm so grateful that you're here. And like I said before, Uncover Your Magic is, in my mind, showing us your journey of when leading us to the magic, when you discovered the magic and how you grew up. And I think the way that what I have read and understood of you is just so fascinating. I think people will get to know more of the core, Lisa, if you explain yeah. that before we get into the Chiron, all that Chiron stuff. Yeah, I'd love to do that, Ashley. And I appreciate that we are so aligned in the things that are important to us and creating our life deliberately versus just by chance through the teachings of Abraham and various psycho-spiritual tools and techniques that, that everyone listening can learn and adopt and bring into their own lives. Yes. Yes. When you think of how we think, like the most of my listeners obviously think the same way, but how we think of law of attraction, how everything's always working for you and all the alignment and vibration and all the, just looking at life as it's easy and getting into this place to live this beautiful life. And I see how you have lived your life and to be an example for that whole mindset. Would you mind starting with like, where was your turning point in your life? What started this whole journey? I've always been on the journey as we all are. I don't think I had such consciousness of the fact that I'm on a journey that I'm able to shape and create until the last five years, four to five years, when I really started to apply myself and, and want to learn more about the laws of the universe and just how to have life go a bit easier for me than what it had been for most all of my life until four or five years ago, believing that I had to effort, that I had to perform, that I had to generate a lot from myself to make things happen, not knowing that the universe really wants to help us, really wants to be like backing us and supporting us. And it came from the beliefs that we have as a therapist. I know they come from what we learned often in our family of origin and in our upbringing and our caretakers 
did the best that they could based upon what they knew. And when we come of age, it's up to us to really decide how we're going to live. And if it's going to be through the patterns we were taught, or if we're going to choose to learn new things. So I actually have been completely in this process of learning new things in the last four or five years. And my book was birthed out of that. And that's why I'm here with you, even All right. is an well, outgrowth. So four or five years, it's only been that long. I've been a healing professional for 20 years. So my heart has always been about service and about helping people and helping myself, but specifically with manifesting very deliberately, very consciously. I feel like I've just gotten up to speed in the last four or five years, which with knowing like I can own this process, I can really do it faster, but I have been a healing professional for 20 years. Got it. And in my own healing for 20 years. And why were you in your own healing? What start, what sparked that? Yeah, you know, I talk in my book about growing up in a household where we were provided for physically, but there was, I grew up with abuse and trauma and things that shaped me to believe in lack and limitation and not value my own self. It's why i have been in therapy for 20 years to really heal those deep wounds within myself and learn how to love myself. We hear that a lot, loving yourself. But when Mm -hmm. the rubber meets the road, that really has to do with how you show up for yourself every day in your life, like the things that you tell yourself. And we often, Ashley, really are hard on ourselves. We think we change by saying, you could have done that better. Why are you being so stupid? And that's not at all how we create our lives or heal or even encourage ourselves. It's more from the perspective of a loving coach. Hey, sweetie, you're going to have another opportunity to do that again. It's okay. Like, I see you trying your best, but you did good enough. Like, you are good enough. And it's really by softening our inner voice and applying a lot of empathy and self-forgiveness, as I do talk about in my book, that I've been able to really deeply care and affirm myself and teach clients to do that as well. Is that resonating with you? Yes. And I, so when you were in your childhood, you say it was, you were physically taken care of, but it really had a lot of trauma and abuse and you were kicked out of your house. And will you tell me why that happened and where you had two backpacks and left? Sure. That's in the last chapter of my book, Medicine for the Soul, sharing where I've met a lot of women in the last few years that were actually kicked out of their houses also at ages 17, 19 for various reasons. And I didn't know that so many other women have had that experience. And for me, honestly, I, I don't know why. I don't think there is a why. There was addiction that one of my parents was dealing with. And, and when a parent is addicted, it causes them to do all sorts of things they would never do in their right mind. So I've come to a place of compassion and forgiveness towards my family around them thinking the right thing to do was to put me out of the house because now 30 years later, almost, I feel like that definitely taught me these deep lessons that I didn't know at the time, how to be resilient, how to be resourceful, like how to be out on my own at 19 and figure out life, you know, without all the tools, but I did it and I become a powerful person as a result. Like probably many of you listening, things that happen that you didn't expect causing you to have to grow up fast or sooner, like when you really are in that process, you just figure it out. And sure, 
I wish things would have been easier, but then I wouldn't be who I am today. So I've come to really just see it all as the silver lining of it got me to write a book, teach principles that can help you change your own life and your beliefs. So I actually feel grateful for that experience today. Yeah, I love that thinking. And I, before I introduced you, I, in my introduction, I, that's funny that I was talking about looking at obstacles as gifts instead of looking at them as an obstacle or a wall to climb over, to look at it. This must be something that is going to teach me something that I need to learn to get to the other side of the wall or whatever. But when you think of how, so I have two daughters okay, and I remember listening. So I have a teenage, I have a course that I teach kids with the law of attraction called Raising Confidence and it sprouted from this podcast. And when I heard that you were interested in that, you deal with high school kids too. Yes. I love working with high school kids and college kids. Yes. Does that stem from you knowing how you grew up and you wanting to help others to have the tools that you didn't have? Because that's it where I have that does, need. Ashley, yeah. Yes. 100%. So you, how do you, what are you teaching there in therapy with these high school kids, like teaching them to get through, like, especially just what they went through last year and getting into college and all that stuff? I think when I work with high school kids in particular, it's about communication. And I think I know communication is key to really be able to maneuver in our lives well and successfully. And a lot of people, a lot of adults even have a hard time communicating what they think and what they feel. Sometimes we're not even sure how we feel or think. So I definitely work with high school, high schoolers about identifying and expressing their thoughts and their feelings in a way where they can be heard and knowing it's okay to to disagree, to have your own opinions, and also being open to listen. The skill of listening is so powerful Mm -hmm. to just be able to sit without thinking about what you're going to say and just be with another person open-mindedly and open-heartedly and cultivating that in our sessions together. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm so about that. And it's all about being present in the moment, in the now, teaching kids to, this is all we have is right now. And what are you going to do with this moment? And I love that you're, that's a passion of yours. I love that. It is. Huge of mine. And you don't have children, right? I don't. So that's like your children, like you're getting that fix from that. I am. Absolutely. I love that. Okay. So here we are in our therapy, went to college, got a master's. Yeah. All on your own. So you think yeah. of being resilient, knowing that you just figured it out. Think of the, the strength that you have and to show people like you can be kicked out of your house and then what am I going to do? So you had it on your, you were on a mission. Yes. Something. So what were you going now? So now we're going to go to college, get our master's. Definitely. In- Master's degree in social work at Tulane University here in New Orleans, where I still am a part of. I was a fitness instructor for 12 years at Tulane University. I still work out at their gym. And just, you know, my life, it was going really well, Ashley. And yet about, again, going back to this five years ago, I felt like as a therapist and as a person, what is the narrative beyond In our healing process, beyond telling the old story of what happened to us, what we experienced, like what is beyond that? And I knew that I I could live better even. I wanted more and I wasn't sure what that more was. Like I think many people listening, your life could be going well, but you just feel like hungrier for more satisfaction Mm -hmm. is what it comes down to. And that's when in meditation, I started meditating about 
five years ago and really enjoying that stillness where I noticed ideas would come to mind and thoughts would come to mind, an email to send, a person to text, or people started coming to me even just more easily as I set an intention. I'd like to have more success in work, in relationships, and just kind of notice what happens once you start doing that. And I felt led to explore Chiron, C-H-I-R-O-N, which I only knew to be the archetypal wounded healer that Carl Jung, the psychiatrist, spoke about in his work on the collective unconscious that I remembered in grad school at some point. Ah, okay. Yeah, but didn't really have a lot of significance to me. And I was like, okay, whatever. And it kept coming up, Chiron. So I finally Googled Chiron and learned that Chiron in astronomy is a minor planet slash comet between Saturn and Uranus in our solar system. It has an odd elliptical orbit and was the first of the centaur class. And Chiron was also a centaur. So that's how astronomer Charles Cowell named this heavenly body after the healing centaur named Chiron. And in Greek mythology, he was the founding father of the healing arts. And I was like, oh, that, that's a cool story. And then from there, I learned that Chiron in astrology, in our birth chart, which, you know, you know, your sun sign, you know, people are like, oh, I'm a Gemini, I'm a Sagittarius. You also have a Chiron in your birth chart. And this is completely different from if you're a Gemini or Libra or Scorpio or Pisces, this Chiron placement in an astrological house addresses one main area of core wounding or the area where you experience the most vulnerability. And it's on a spectrum. For some people, it might be a core wounding. For others, it's the area that you feel really sensitive about. You might even protect this part of your personality or your life. You might hide it because you fear being judged. You might even feel shame about this part of yourself. And it looks like things such as a wounding in your sense of self-esteem. It may be a core wounding by neglect or by abandonment. So that's when I started to get really excited, Ashley. And I spent three and a half years researching and writing about Chiron so we can really learn what's our main area of vulnerability so that you don't go to therapy like thinking something's wrong with you. You go to therapy with this is the area where I need some support to strengthen myself in. Does that make sense? Yes. And I love the fact about the therapy. And whenever anyone says they're going to therapy, I always think, oh, you're going to go back and talk about all the things that, you know, in the past and all the problems. So let's make them bigger. Let's bring them back to the forefront. And I love, that's when I, it was, it clicked with me when I heard that, because I love the, how you, it's like I said before, it's like the Chiron. I would never, I've never heard that word. So you did at school because you were studying that yeah. thing. So when you go back to the the things for me now, let's, can we go with the chart so I can talk yeah. you through it? This yeah, point, I course. think that would help. Okay. Yeah. So my, so we go to her website, which is New Orleans, N-O-L-A therapy.com. And you can find your own Chiron. And that's what we did. And she's going to show or tell me what my Chiron is. Okay. Okay, Ashley. So your Chiron is in the sign of Pisces. And this speaks to a vulnerability up to and including a core wounding in self-care and the immaterial world. 
and what that looks like for you and anyone else with Chiron and Pisces is that when you're wounded, when you're feeling disempowered, it's as if you feel victimized. And you might even have engaged in addictive habits, addictive behaviors, trying to cope with your emotions. You might be overly giving, like you give to the extent beyond what's really taking care of yourself and you end up feeling depleted, yet people might not know that to be true for you. So you care for others like in an overly giving way to compensate for really wanting and needing support for yourself. So the work for your placement comes through learning to set healthy boundaries, learning to develop self-care practices that really fill up your own love tank inside of you, and personal spirituality that nourishes your soul, that makes sense for you, be it spirituality in a traditional sense or in a non-traditional sense through nature. And it sounds like you found that through all the teaching, teachings of Abraham and law of attraction. And like, you're right there. You've been healing your Chiron, even as a podcaster, without even knowing it. Is any of this resonating for you? Totally. One million percent. So when you describe the Chiron, we're born that I gave you my birth date. So the minute I'm born, like that is what's, that's, what's going to happen. Those are my core trauma without even living life yet. That's the part that I don't get. It's interesting because I don't have the answer for that. All I know is that since I've put this book out and every time I share a Chiron placement with someone, they say it's accurate. It's been 100% accurate. So I don't know how that works out in the universe, but I do know I see astrology as a language. It's like a symbolic language. And I write in my book that astrology is the diagnostic point, but the prescription and remediation is found through taking personal responsibility for your own life and applying sound psychological principles and spirituality. I don't know how this works, that when we're born, certain things happen. We're creating our lives by our choices. And I think the more conscious we can be about what we're creating, the easier our lives are going to be. I'm certainly learning that. And so with Chiron, it's just been remarkable that it really accurately identifies just the areas of vulnerability that we have. You know that for you, I use the, from aviation, when you get on an airplane and before the plane takes off, the flight attendant says, put on your own oxygen mask first before aiding and assisting others. That's like your picture to keep in mind in your life, to always be conscious of putting on your oxygen mask first and then attend to others' needs. So I see this Chiron work as being really like a positive Thing, like how we can more deeply care for ourselves and then be of greater service if that is your passion, since it is. So right. I can't answer your question that you posed, but I do know that through taking personal responsibility and learning healthy boundaries, caring for oneself, that you will be ha- happier and healthier. I know what you, all that stuff, all that is true. And yeah. I find now I'm thinking about that, thinking I do strive for self-care. I do strive for it because I know I lack in that. And I know that I try to do my morning run and all that to be outside and that do my meditation and be with me, having a family and a husband and a house and all the things, right? Driving around. It's a lot and you get that goes away. And that's so true because I see myself like fighting for that. Now that you say yeah. that, like I fight for that. I fight for that as I'm hungry for that. Yes. So that's like innate in me. 
It is. <laughs> that actually speaks to as well that Chiron and Pisces is found in your 12th house, which has to do with the unconscious mind. It has to do with doing something of meaning and value. And as you are in your podcast, as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, you know that it's really important to you to be imaginative and creative in your work. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense that you're really fiercely protective, I hear, of this personal time and space because you know enough to know this is what I need to be at my optimum. Is that accurate? Oh, oh a million. Yeah, I wake up super early. I wake up at 4 a.m. just to have wow. my time. And that's, that's I awesome. don't. it's not even a, a question. It is what it is. I know that's important to me and it fills me. And I have to have that time. And it's interesting to think of something that I've never heard of um, before and how I've just been focusing and researching and learning about you, but learning that in a meditation, you heard the word Chiron because you started quieting your mind and then go into the Dalai Lama and how he signed, he was the one that you really wanted him to, what do you call promote or endorse endorse your book. And tell me how you got got into alignment with that, because I really believe in the way you you connected to him is how I really, I preach that with my girls and my kids that I teach. But will you go through that? I love that story. Absolutely. I appreciate your question because as much as even at that point, I knew life is a vibra- is vibration first. It's in the unseen and we create from that unseen. And even someone listening right now, we all have imaginations and fantasies about what we want. So that's where I mean, like drawing from that place in your mind, in your heart, in your consciousness of what if I woke up, it's called the miracle question in therapy. What if you woke up tomorrow and your life looked like you'd really want it? to be. That's what I'm talking about. And I thought, who would I like to endorse my book of anyone alive? And it came up, oh my gosh, His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama. And so I quickly went on Google, found an email, just sent a very, you know, from my personality, again, the old paradigm for me, like, oh, you endorse my book and send a digital copy. And when I hit send, I knew immediately, like I wasn't in the right heart space and I didn't hear anything. And I was like, you know what? And I went to meditation and I said, I would really like his holiness's endorsement. What will that require of me to raise and change my own vibration to end up with this desired outcome? And I started to hear the weirdest things, Ashley. Like I started to hear things in my meditation. You know, when your internet went down two weeks ago, And you had to be on the phone for over an hour with the service provider. And you were really rude to that technician because they couldn't help you fast enough. That's what you need to clean up. You need to be kinder. You need to be more compassionate to telemarketers. And because I am a kind and nice person, yet when it comes to things that are frustrating me, I, I have been very short, very dismissive. And I literally heard you need to start cleaning that area of your life up to receive his holiness's endorsement because he really embodies compassionate living towards everyone, not just the people we love and are easy. And I was like, wow, okay. So I was like, let me try this out. So I started to find that within myself to, you know, bite my tongue, start sending some different communications, even with friends and loved ones, like really starting to change my energy around compassion. And it was a two-year process and I can't believe it. It feels like it was in a blink of an eye now, but it was for two years. I meditated and I started to feel his holiness in my meditation and in my imagination. One day I heard, I want to read your book. Like 
like I heard His Holiness kind of say, I want to read your book, send it to me. So I drafted another email from a different position within myself, one of more humility and sincerity, asking it really means so much if you consider endorsing my book. I enclosed a digital copy and just let it go. And Ashley, a part of me wasn't even sure that I'd hear anything, but a few days before my publisher needed all of my endorsements, I received the most beautiful letter from him, like on his letterhead saying that though he's not a student of astrology, he is a Buddhist scientist and the methods in my book having to do with compassion, self-forgiveness and empathy are the ways that human beings heal their deepest wounds. And he knows that my book is going to help many and be a success. And he wishes me like all the best. Oh my so gosh. Such an honor. Yeah. See that. So the lesson in that is to, when you become in a line, like with something that you desire, like something that you want to manifest, right? Yeah. You get into alignment with that energy yes. as if it is, you have that. I love that. We, that's the whole result of him connecting to you. Yes. And it was day after day for two years. So you get in alignment. And I know when your listeners, because they're used to hearing you share this kind of information, we're meditating or we're walking somewhere beautiful or with your loved ones and you feel an alignment. But it's like maintaining that every day as much as you can continually. And then it's finally something pops into manifestation and we just have to be ready for it and just hold that space. I know sometimes I get impatient, you know, and I've been hearing the universe tell me, like I've been releasing impatience and replacing it with just patience and I can do this and everything's really okay. Slow down, Lisa. It's okay. Let things unfold. Allow people, places and things to come to you. And that for me has been really hard, Ashley, because I'm such a go-getter. I'm such an action-oriented person that for me, the lesson from Chiron has been to allow things to come to me and in the right timing. And so that's been interesting to grow in that way. And I'm sure people listening can resonate with that experience in their own lives. Yeah, for sure. I talked also before I met you on this podcast about surrender and trust Uh, and to not look at, not visualize the outcome as if you have it in this concrete way to know that it's going to come at the right time and it might not look the way you visualized it, right? It might come in a different way. (laughs) You know, when you say that, that's an interesting topic you bring up because I'm really focused on having, okay, that the, like we have a desired outcome and I believe we can really align to that specificness Mm -hmm. of it. But that the ways that, are you saying the ways it might come could like surprise and delight us and be different than what we imagine? Is, is that what? Yeah. Because I do see that as a, yes, as a possibility, yes. but that yes. we can actually have what we really want. Oh, totally. Truly. truly. One million percent. Just like Abraham says, yes. you can have, do you want to create a castle or a button? Like oh, you can a do- button. I was, yes. I was thinking that earlier. <laughs> right. It's as easy. Yes. And I always say, do you want, you can have a castle the same exact way as you could have a button. What Mm -hmm. are you going to create? And I love the, when you talk about abundance and money and financial means, I love how Esther Abraham describes that. And you were describing that in one of your podcasts I was listening to this morning. Do you remember that? Do you know, can you describe that? Because I love when people explain the different types, when someone says abundance, sometimes it's financial, sometimes it's just love in our life. How do you describe that? 
you know, I'm seeing abundance as freedom, as being free to do what I want to do, when I'd like to do it, how I'd like to do it. And I'm in the process of creating financial abundance for myself and sharing that journey sometime on my show as you it sounds like you listen to and just really getting comfortable with like being really appreciative of what I have. And because we tend to start to sometimes get too far ahead. And that's when anxiety comes up. When we go so far ahead in the future, we don't know how it's going to happen. So we start to spin out. And that's an indicator. Come back in, like zoom back in to more present day. Are all your needs met right now? Have you had a meal? Have you been able to go for a walk or exercise? Because I think for most of us, like things are okay right now in this moment. It's when we start to look at when the mortgage is due next week or on the first, like that's when anxiety can rise. And I've just been sending love there and like universe, there's just money for me. Like pay for this. Like universe, I expect you to pay my bills and send me the ways that my channel's open My antennas are up. I align with my attention is on my intention to manifest money, to have everything paid in advance and just really feeling into what that feels like. And that's that for me is being in alignment. Like you get the feeling of it first and then just notice what unfolds. Does a client call and want a book all of a sudden? And has it been that way for you? I'm curious. Yes, for sure. I know when I... So when I pay the bills, I always say, thank you. When I put them in the mailbox, thank you, God, yes. for the abundance for these bills to be paid. And then when they come, thank you for the bills that we have, because we're living in a home that we have to pay bills. So yeah. always having that mindset of whatever you're doing or getting to the grocery store or all the things that you are, there's some money exchange or abund- something that you're in exchange of. Always having an awareness of look at what you have. And then I feel like when you are that way, just like with a gratitude practice, I feel once you have that gratitude to that level where it raises your vibration and you're feeling it and you open your eyes and say, whoa, look at this is, there's, it's so hard to come down and to stay high in that vibration and be the gratitude and appreciate the abundance and appreciate the bills and all that stuff. And yeah, when you try to, and I think once you get there and you, it becomes a muscle, like yeah, when we work out to have that muscle of that, I feel like your lows are smaller. They're, we're still going to go low, but they're not, they don't take as long because the triggers, exactly. we, don't, we are aware of the triggers so we can yes. be aware. It's all an awareness. And then, oh, wait, Ashley, you just did that. <laughs> Let's fix it and go up the mountain. Tell me, because we, we do talk about triggers. I do. And our triggers are centered around this Chiron placement of our vulnerability and and wounds even. Like for me, my Chiron is in the sign of Aries. And that speaks to a core wounding and my sense of value and worth. So for anyone with their Chiron and Aries, what this looks is that no matter how much you might do or have done, if this is a past pattern that's leaving your life, you still might not feel like you're good enough. So it's a lot of performance-based love performance-based affirming of yourself. You're looking outside of yourself to feel affirmed through achievement. And as we know, that typically is very fleeting when we're just basing our self-esteem on what we do versus Mm -hmm. learning who we are is valuable, not because of anything we're producing, but just because we are actually alive, taking breath, that we have inherent worthiness, that we're loved, that we're worthy. And 
when you've lived any of life, our sense of worthiness gets knocked around a bit by other people who are wounded and hurt. And so it's about really affirming yourself. I've learned affirming myself, affirmations, like I am enough, I am valuable, and just really taking time to go on more walks to enjoy life more. Some people might need to step up in some of your accountability in some of how you're showing up for yourself. And others might need to actually pull back and do a little less and learn to receive. So for me, the journey has been about learning to receive, letting others help me, asking for help even. Help for, can you give my book a review? Would you review my podcast? Things that might've been hard for me to ask for, Mm -hmm. getting more comfortable. And because people often don't know we need some help until we share that, especially if you have the outward appearance of being really strong. I hope that's a helpful example of, again, how Chiron, knowing your Chiron can help you in, in your own life. Yeah, for sure. And why do you, why did you decide to put affirmations with each Chiron? Because affirmations with meditation are two of the most powerful ways to change our thoughts, which generate the beliefs that we have about ourselves, about life. And then those beliefs are what inform our behaviors, how we show up, how we're not showing up. So it's through affirming every Chiron placement, I give unique affirmations for you specifically, since we all have different needs. And for instance, for you, let me turn to that page and you can tell me how these fit. Okay. An affirmation for Chiron and Pisces. There are five of them that I wrote. The first one is I forgive myself because you might've judged yourself for not being able to do something you perceive well enough or meet a need well enough, really forgiving yourself. A second affirmation is there is enough for everyone. Tying back into there's enough for everyone. I don't have to be the one doing so much. There's enough. A third affirmation would is I love myself just as I am. Like loving yourself just as I am and really feeling into that place of, oh, like I'm okay right Mm -hmm. now. And then I am enough, which is another offshoot of loving yourself as you are. And then lastly, love opens all doors. And I like to send love into my day when I meditate. Like I just send love through my Mm -hmm. day to everyone I'm going to talk to, everyone I care about that I'm even not talking to. I just send love out to really reverberate and come back to me as well. Yes. You are a big proponent of a morning ritual as I am. Yeah. And I know you are, you realize meditation through, you know, the last five years, that was what kind of opened this whole new awakening for you. But you, I know there's some neat meditations that you like. Will you share that with my listeners? Cause I love somebody who has a morning ritual, first of all, because I think that is one of my big time modules for this class that I teach kids. Cause I always think watching my girls, their whole life, teaching them a morning ritual, they have that already embedded in that. They have a muscle. They know <laughs> like yes. we get in that car and go to school and we've done our IMs. We've done our gratitude journals. We've done our smiling. We've told everybody it's, it's going to be a great day, everything. They know all that. So it's their muscle. But I always think, could you imagine <laughs> waking up, getting out of bed, running to the shower, grabbing your cup of coffee and getting in the car? Like, that doesn't resonate with me. I don't know where that alignment will take you in my heart for me. Yeah. But when you go into yours, yeah. Yeah, I love hearing that you've taught your daughters. That is beautiful. Wow. That they have that embedded 
in themselves to take forward in their lives. And it's so important that you're doing that with young people. Like what I wish I would have known it when I was younger, but I know it now. So it's fine. The past is done. Everything we want is ahead of us, like right here now and in the future. And I used to be that person. Alarm went off, jump up, grab coffee, get in the shower, leave, not even thinking like, how are you, Lisa? And what are you even doing today? That was me for most of my life. And I think that's a lot of people because we just don't know any better. So now I, I sleep with my phone in airplane mode. A practitioner shared with me that so your phone's not radiating whatever's radiating from it, 5G, 3G, that to sleep with it in airplane mode can help you sleep more deeply and get into REM sleep. So I do that. My alarm goes off. I keep it in airplane mode. And this took some effort in the last six months where I keep the phone in airplane mode. I'll set a timer for sometimes say five to 20 minutes and I'll drink my coffee and close my eyes and meditate sometime I'll use a guided meditation and then I have to take it off of airplane mode to play an audio track, but I don't let myself check emails until I've had at least a few minutes in silence, just saying thank you to the new day. Help me today. Be with me. Guide me. Today is the best day of my life. Show me that it is. And just taking a few moments with the universe, with my own inner being to just meet this new day. And then I'll go to open emails. And I feel like it's really helped things just go better. That even when something comes up that is unexpected, it just resolves Mm -hmm. more quickly. Have you noticed that as a result of your morning routine? Yes. And I'm a morning person. So I don't know if that helps the morning routine, but I've done that. I've always been the early riser and the early to bed person. Probably even I was to always tell my girls, I was always the first one to fall asleep at the summer parties. And, you know, like <laughs> I'd be the first one up sitting there looking at everybody sleeping. But that's hilarious. I always have had that just innate in me. And I feel like I just never understood, like even going through dating people and wondering, oh, they sleep until 10. This is not going to work. You kind of have that. It sets me for the day and it sets us for that when something does come. It's not this big, huge, you know, obstacle that I have to figure out. Oh, then you kind of have that. Oh, isn't that interesting? It doesn't jar you because you've already set yourself into this place of an alignment, like Abraham would always say, right? Yeah. Or, you know, or if it does jar you, because I've had some things happen. I mentioned before we came on the show that one of my dearest friends passed away unexpectedly a couple of weeks ago. And I'm finding myself in this place of being really easily agitated and a Uh bit thrown off. And I'm not used to feeling this way. Like the slightest thing, my internet's slow. And I feel like I'm about to fly off the handle just inside of my own body. I feel like I'm getting very frustrated and it's like, okay, okay. Clearly, I need to be really gentle and slow down and just know that things, I'm going to have to approach things more slowly and even ask for some help. Hey, can I have some more extra time on this deadline because I'm just moving through some grief and loss. And so I feel like I'm really in that right now and turning to meditation, even sometime during the day, like Mm -hmm. putting the phone on silent and maybe listening to an Abraham for 10 minutes or something to help me self-soothe, like going to a park here in New Orleans, Audubon Park, going for a walk in the middle of the day, like needing some more extra stuff than usual because my friend's passing has upset me. 
And um, so if you're listening and you're going through something like that, it's okay to slow down and to ask people for more time to be able to take care of yourself. So I'm in that right now. And it's interesting to not quite be at 100%, but also that's okay. It's all good. We're all here. We're human. We have yeah. these moments. There's going to be the ups and the the contrast, right? Yes. And when you think, and I'm so sorry to hear that. I just can't Thank imagine. You. Oh, Thank um, you. When you do have things that catch you off guard like that, and you're used to being in that plate, high flying disc, and all of a sudden, wait, I'm not in my high flying disc. And this is not, it doesn't feel right. But exactly to be okay with it, but also to know that, wow, that's so cool that I even know that to know that I'm not on that high flying disc right now. I'm dealing with this and I will get through it and I know how to, you know, and I'm just, yeah. I don't know how long it's going to take me to get back up there, but you, it's the difference. That's what I love that when you know the difference. Yeah, Ashley. And as you're talking, I'm thinking what I'm learning that's new is that I can still be in alignment, even if I'm not feeling that high flying disc. It's like a more grounded, quiet disc, Mm -hmm. but I'm still in alignment. And so that's new because I got used to feeling just really happy and more of those high vibe feelings, but you can still be in alignment and be more like quiet and, and internal. So that's new. And I love that you always look for opportunities to learn. Yes. And I yes. feel like I've met these beautiful souls on this podcast journey. And I know you have too with yours. And to have these one hour conversations with these people that are like-minded, are wanting to grow and are here. I mean, we're all here because we want to grow and learn so much. And we want to teach people the same. We, we're teachers and learners and growers and all that stuff. But to have that outlet that you have in your podcast too, for, you know, others to learn from you, because yours is more like therapy. I love yours because I've learned so much just trying to learn about you. Yeah. So where are you going from this point? Are you going to write more books? Are you expanding more programs? What programs tell us what programs you have? Sure. Actually, for me, my most favorite thing is doing this, Ashley. Like I feel so much better right now than I did 45 minutes ago, like feeling some frustration and the weather is kind of gloomy. So I just want to thank you for having me as your guest, even this conversation and your vibration. I'm like, oh, like I'm living my purpose. So for me, the most exciting thing is going on podcasts as a guest and sharing my book because I want everyone to know how they can self-heal through forgiveness and compassion for themselves. So I, I am excited to be on more shows, TV and as it presents and podcasts. I do have through my website, a really cool online class on empowerment. And I spell it I N hyphen empowerment, like sourcing from within yourself. And it's little video clips that are three to seven minutes where I'm teaching and sharing 20 psycho-spiritual techniques that I've used in my life. Like how to use a pendulum, how to use a pendulum to confirm yes and no questions, why you would set up an altar in your house, what that means, how to use crystal grids, how to use some basic crystals to help you to feel better. And uh, authors that I've loved, books that I've read. So that's on my website that you mentioned, nolatherapy.com to check out and subscribing to All Things Therapy podcast and just being out here. Yes. What is a book that really made an impact in your life? Do you have one that you would always say, oh, you have to read this book? I've really 
loved Marianne Williamson, the author Mm -hmm. and teacher. And yeah, I've gotten to see her speak in Los Angeles in person pre-pandemic. I got to interview her on my All Things Therapy podcast. And her book, A Return to Love, is Uh, just a favorite of mine, as well as Pema Chodron, the Buddhist, female Buddhist, who her book, When Things Fall Apart, that's a book I've read several times also. So When Things Fall Apart by Pema Chodron and A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. Yes, I remember. Yes, I've given Return to Love to many people. That's one of those books I've bought many copies of. Have you been, did you ever study The Course in Miracles? I do. I do study A Course in Miracles. And it's so, that's a book. I don't read it every morning, but it's on my coffee table when I meditate to turn to a verse. But I often reflect on the passages when something happens. You know, A Course in Miracles quote will pop up to help me go through it. Yeah, I love that. Me too. I have the book too. And I, my mom grew up Christian science. Okay. So she really, she learned all that from her grandparents. And when we were little, you know, mind over matter. And I think that little, those little things would sink into my mind. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the Course in Miracles resonated a little bit. Cause I think of how my mom would speak sometimes when we were little, but that Course in Miracles is something that I really love and live by. Yeah. I love that. Me too. Yeah. Like shifting from our thoughts based upon fear to thoughts based upon love. Right. Such a big paradigm change. And to know when you have a client that comes to you for just one-on-one, you do that, I assume, right? I always start where someone is. I want to understand what brings you in right now, what got you to schedule this session. And I, I like to understand the person's own spirituality or lack thereof to really work with their own paradigm and see where they want support and some direction versus I don't want to just impose my belief system upon anyone. Even in my book, I invite you to apply your own thought system, your own beliefs, even if they're different than mine. We all are so uniquely different and there's room for that, for you to be your authentic self in this work. Oh, the word judgment that's been around lately because of, I have a 14 year old and dealing with different things with girls and drama and teaching her about judgment. Mm. And when you, it's just, you don't, it's like the word judgment. I just don't like, and I'm all open to everything. Just like you, you're just saying, and I try to tell the girls that, you know, open up your eyes to their gifts. They're on their own journey. It's not to judge. And to be like the love, the person that sends them love versus, you know, condemning or it's not my way, that whole thing. But I remember you talking about judgment. What would you say about judgment? That judgment we harbor, we create or accumulate is the word. We accumulate these layers of judgment, almost like sediment and how rock is formed in geology. Like just when you've lived any life, you just start to have these layer upon layer of judgments that we're often unaware of what they are until something happens and we feel bad and then criticize ourselves in our own minds. And that reveals to us what our judgments are. And so I invite you in my book to soften those judgments and transform them into something more supportive because that is how we change through being supported and encouraged versus berating ourselves or someone else. It might seem to be effective in the moment because fear can cause somebody to change, but it's not lasting change. It's not deep down transformational change. And it's not going to last or help you to feel good. 
So when you talk about the sediment and the rock and all the layers and stuff, how do you get those layers to be free? How do you remove that? I've learned they come up even as you meditate, as you're journaling, being reflective, that those layers of judgments will pop up in your own mind. And when you feel anger, oftentimes at someone or something, the judgment will pop right up. Like they're an asshole. There's a judgment. And maybe they are, but how can you greet that and meet that within yourself so it feels different? What am I going to do with my impression that this person is an asshole, for example? How do I work with that? And so that can lead you to maybe think differently, like being open. I'd like to show up. I'd like to see the situation go differently and go well. And even that's when in A Course in Miracles, it comes to my mind, like I'd ask, I'm asking for a miracle instead of a grievance is one of the lessons, like trading Mm -hmm. in a grievance for a miracle. So you can invoke that principle. And so that's how I see using. Yeah. You know, I, and I always, it's the noticing when you react, the reaction. Yeah. And and then say, whoa, Ashley, wait a second. What is that? What's going on there? Why are you, what's making you react? And like you're saying, like on the freeway, why did that bother me? What's going on with me? Where's my peace? Mm -hmm. Why have I let go of my peace? And I always use the word, don't let someone steal your joy. Don't allow that and try to be present with like, oh, you know, that, wow, that's, that's their stuff. Huh? That person's must be having a heart. Send them love and let them stay joy, right? Yes. 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 And you might take some distance from that person or situation. That's okay. But and definitely send yourself some love because I think we need it too when we're in that reactive place emotionally. And I need to start being more. (laughs) Now, every time I think of self-love now, I'm going to think, okay, am I getting my Chiron, working my Chiron, right? Yes. Yes. That's definitely a way to look at it. And then once you get, so be having the awareness, reading your book, knowing the Chiron that I am, the Pisces, understanding what I need you, to do. That you're transforming. Yeah, right? you've been so transforming I'm, that really well, yeah. Okay, so now I'm transforming it. Do, are you always going to your whole entire life or do you once make, come to this place where like, I'm free? <laughs> I mean, I think that depends on the individual. I think we do reach places in our lives where it just is smoother and easier. And then you never know, something might pop up, there's a loss and we feel some feelings about that or taken back to an earlier memory. So I think just having these tools, these are tools that we have to be able to deal and cope with life with through it all. Yes, for sure. Okay. We're at the hour, but I want, what would be, it just made me think of the question. What would you tell, what would advice would you give your 17 year old self way back there before you left your house that day? With oh, those that's backpacks? good. I definitely tell her to believe in yourself, no matter what anyone else says, to really follow your heart because she's been right on target every single time. Just totally listen to your inner voice and trust it and don't compare yourself so much to other people. Yeah, I love that. You could probably make me cry. I probably am sensitive to that too because I think of, um, I was a mom and all that, but you know, you think of raising children and empowering them to feel that way, to, to believe in them and not compare, especially these days yeah. with all this social media stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. Raising children in that, this whole generation is, there's a little bit more pressure there <laughs> to say yes. the least, especially with girls. But anyway, I loved it. Yeah. Thank you. We can find you on New Orleans. I love that whole thing. I'll never forget your website, nolatherapy.com. Thank you. And yes. your podcast, 
all things therapy. Yeah, right? on iTunes, everywhere podcasts are. And then on social media, I'm at NOLA Therapy on Facebook and Instagram. Fun. Thank you so much. So Ashley, fun to thank meet you. you. Love, Me love. Too. Can't wait to even continue on this journey where somewhere it will lead us together again. <laughs> yes, it will. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.